for the camera. All right, so um, welcome everybody uh, to Minzo Pass. This is our first uh, live group tutoring session. This is our first uh, live webinar and everybody likes free. So this is 100% free. <laughs> you don't have to pay for it. Uh, Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so some of you, some of you uh, um, learn about this from the podcast, our Pass Your Life and Health Insurance Exam podcast. Some of you um, discover this on YouTube. So uh, I'm going to start. I'll introduce myself quickly because some of you don't know me. Some of you know me. Uh, uh, wink, wink, um, Rebecca. You know me, but some of you don't know me. So I'll just uh, introduce myself um, quickly, then I'll give everybody a chance to introduce themselves. Then I'll show, I'll share the format uh, for the training and um, and then we'll go from there. Um, I'll highly recommend that you have something to take notes, either you know, uh, pen and paper or notebook or your laptop, you know, just take notes because I'll be sharing a lot of um, useful information. All right, so um, again, welcome. My name is Biko Martin. I'm the lead instructor here at Minzo Pass. Um, Minzo Pass is, a, you know, we're a brand new um, life insurance pre-licensing provider. Um, we are less than one year old, but I tell people it's not about um, whether you're new or not, right? It's about results. Uh, and we've been getting a lot of results for um, our students. We have the highest pass rate for our self-study courses, 82%. And for our one-on-one -on -one, um, tutoring, uh, our pass rate is 98%, 98. That is not a mistake. That is 98%. Uh, so you know, we're, we're doing great. We're 100% um, minority-owned or Black-owned, um, to be specific out of the major life insurance uh, pre-licensing providers, we're the only ones that are, um, you know, that are black owned. Uh, and then not just that, but um, we are doing very well for our students and everybody is loving it. And I'll, towards the end or in the middle, I'll share with you our social media. You can follow us on TikTok, LinkedIn, um, all of those things. So I'll just share my screen here with you quickly. And um, let's see here. And all right. So this is just a little bit about me. Uh, again, some of you don't know me. Uh, so in my past life, I used to be a pharmacist, right? So I'm a pharmacist by profession. I got my, my, my doctorate degree in pharmacy at the age of 24 from Temple University in Philadelphia. Uh, and as you can tell from my accent, I'm <laughs> I'm an immigrant, right? Uh, I'm 100% um, you know, African. But you may ask, but hold up, you know, how do you go from healthcare to uh, finance, right? Because those are two different uh, industries. Well, uh, when I got into pharmacy, um, I said, well, I want to earn extra income. So I just want to earn $1,000 a month extra to supplement my income. So someone introduced me um, to the insurance industry. I was like, okay, I'll just do this. And as I say, the rest is history. I've been doing this for 12 years now and I actually quit pharmacy. And people are like, are you crazy? Will you quit pharmacy to be a life insurance agent? I thought 
pharmacists make more. Actually, not anywhere close. Life insurance agents, if you're in the top 5%, you even earn more than medical doctors, okay? So, uh, but I've been, it's not that the money is a plus, but I I, I love what I do. Um, uh, I'm an insurance agent and we've been able to make a lot of difference in people's lives. I'm the owner of a 75% insurance business spread across 15 states. By God's grace, uh, my agency will be expanding to, to Canada um, sometime later this year. So as an insurance agent and my agency, we've helped over a thousand people you know, create better financial futures, whether it's setting up college savings, plan for your kids or um, you know, protecting your businesses or protecting your families. I've done that. And I'm also the host of the um, Life and Money with, with Biko podcast. And I'm the host of um, the Pass Your Life and Health Insurance Exam podcast. Some of you uh, uh, discover us through that. Okay, so this is our contact information. I don't have the phone number there, but I'll include that um, later on. But you can follow us on social media, all these, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, um, everywhere. Um, and that's our email address. Now, just... Uh, no, I'm sure you people came here to um, pass your life insurance exam. So you may be wondering, hold on, but why are you taking all this time to, you know, to talk about all of this? I just want you to uh, go over practice questions and help me pass my exam. Yeah, that's true. We're going to do that. We have plenty of time. Uh, we'll do this today. We'll also do it tomorrow. Okay. But let me just go over here some quick benefits of um, you um, becoming a licensed life insurance agent. You know, a lot of people think when you're a life insurance agent, you are just um, selling life insurance. That's one thing I want you to erase that uh, from, from your mind right now, okay? It's almost like a mechanic. Someone telling a mechanic that you're an oil changer. Can a mechanic change your car oil? Absolutely. Is that the only thing he, he can do? No, he can do a lot of things, right? He can fix your brakes, fix your engine, body work, transmission, all of that stuff. So it is with life insurance agents, right? Yes, you sell life insurance, but you can do so much more than sell life insurance, right? You can do um, 401k and retirement account rollovers. Right now, everybody is saying there will be a recession. And when there's a recession, what happens? People lose money in their 401ks, right? So you can help people roll over their 401ks into annuities, and that is not life insurance. And some people, some life insurance agents, that is all they do, right? Just 401k rovers and they make a great living. You can do fixed index annuities, life insurance, of course, college savings plans. You can set up um, um, business plans um, for businesses, uh, wills and trusts. We can do so many things. So what I want you to do is going forward, don't let anybody to call you a life insurance agent. I don't even like to use that. You're, you're a bona fide or you will become a bona fide financial professional once you get that license. Because there are three industries, uh, three branches of the financial industry. We have insurance, uh, um, we have insurance, um, banking and, in, uh, and investing. And, and as of, as a life insurance agent, you're part of uh, one of those two. 
So this is just to, again, I'm just trying to pump you guys up to let you know, you know, to motivate you because the life insurance um, exam is a lot of material. So sometimes people get discouraged uh, and they want to give up. But to just let you know, insurance agent jobs, according to the U.S. Um, Bureau of Labor, uh, uh, they're expected to increase by 7% in the next five years, right? And insurance industry is the most stable um, in the financial industry. Zero insurance companies have failed recently, right? Um, ever, right? And 5% of insurance agents, if you're in the top 5% and you own your own financial um, agency, you could earn more than 250 thousand dollars a year let me repeat that if you're in the top five percent you can earn up to 250 or greater 250 000 a year working completely from home and the other thing i like about being an insurance agent is that what job will pay you up to 20 years for doing something one time so there are their policies for clients 2012 2013 10 years later, I'm still getting paid on those policies. No other industry, no other um, um, no job compared. So you're in the right industry at the right time. I want you to, um, you know, I want you, you know, because this gets tough and sometimes people get discouraged. Sometimes people feel one or two times they get discouraged but you are in the right industry at the right time, do whatever it takes to get that license. And that's what I'm gonna help you do here. Uh, we're gonna talk about study tips here, but just one thing quickly to add is that one of the things that also sets us apart from all the other major um, pre-licensing providers is that we are not doing this just to make money, right? Uh, yes, you will pass the exam. We have the highest pass rate. Um, doesn't even compare. Uh, but you will pass your exam. But if you uh, if you become a client uh, or uh, if you become a student or you refer this uh, to other people and they become a student, all of the money we make from our pre-licensing course goes directly to um, going to um, provide job training for people, for young people in West Africa and to make a difference in their lives, right? So we have an office and our goal is to provide 150,000 jobs um, in, the next, um, in the next 10 years um, uh, in West Africa. So all of the uh, funding we get, all the revenue we get from our courses, right? Uh, from means of pass, it goes towards helping lift young people out of poverty in West Africa. So you know that you're not only helping yourself, but you're also helping to make a difference in the world. So um, I, I know that was a long introduction. Uh, these are some of our um, um, you know, employees and all these people like this this guy here, his name is Ezekiel in a yellow that's, um, you know, that's, you know, you know, that's squatting. He was he was unemployed, um, yeah. And <laughs> Rebecca knows Ezekiel, but uh, you know his father passed away, and he couldn't. Uh, you know, uh, you know his father passed away. He had to drop out of school uh, because his mother couldn't afford to keep him in um, in college. But thanks to this program, 
now, no, uh, he, no, he's he can afford to go back to school. You see, he's he's working part time and 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 going to school full time. Uh, uh, this this guy here with the glasses in a black shirt, um, squatting. Uh, his name is uh, Jefferson. Uh, he has three kids. Two of his kids were out of school, couldn't afford to send them to school because it's not like here in America where you get free education from uh, primary or kindergarten to high school, right? Over there, you have to uh, pay to go to school. So two of his kids were out of school, but because of this, hey, uh, all of his kids are in school now. So we're we're actually making a difference. And yes, we've, we've helped um, uh, a few young people, but our goal is to spread that to 150,000 young people in the next 10 years. So we are on a mission and we're not just here to make money, we're here to change lives. And we'll hopefully get you to pass your exam, change your life. And in the process, we'll be helping to change lives in West Africa. So that was a long introduction, but thank you very much. Now I'll open the floor up and um, anyone who wants to go first, introduce yourself, anything you want to say about yourself, and we'll just go and then uh, all three of you, then we 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 start. So the floor is open. Well, first of all, I have to say, my name is Rebecca. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to be with the women being taught <laughs> by Mr. Biko here. So that's amazing. I love seeing being around women and the women energy. And so this is great. Um, I was telling Mr. Biko earlier that the reason I wanted to get into life insurance is to actually help people. So everything that you're doing with this program, um, that makes me want to cry, you know, just because I know we're doing a good thing. So thank you for doing that for your community and letting us be a part of that. And then um, much more so when you're saying that it's not just about selling insurance, but taking it further to help people. That's what it's all about. So uh, I'm excited to do this program with you ladies. I'm excited to uh, take in as much information as I can so that I can pass this test and uh, be a a good citizen of my community. <laughs> all right. All right, Rebecca. So you want to tell the people where you're from, like what state? Yes. Beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we're all uh, a lot of good spiritual things. And not, it's not just gambling. It's not just uh, adult Disneyland. There's lots of beautiful uh, scenery here. And hopefully you ladies will come out. And if you do, be more than welcome to show you guys around. I do a lot of hiking. Um, I do a lot of uh, spiritual work as well. So uh, I love Las Vegas. Absolutely love Las Vegas. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Rebecca. Uh, anyone else? Uh... All right. Uh, it's me. I think so. Uh, thank you, Rebecca. Uh, invite us to uh, Las Vegas. Uh, as soon as when I pass my exam, I'm coming to celebrate with you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my name is Aster. Um, I live in Washington, D.C. Um, yeah, uh, it's a very uh, good thing. I see menzo.com website. Every time I learn a lot of things from uh, you uh, in uh, YouTube. So I really, really, I like to be here today you invite us uh, as a ferry so yeah uh my exam uh, pretty much is april but uh, still i'm not ready so um 
hopefully I pass this uh, exam. Um, so I live in DC, I um, enjoy uh, this program because uh, I dream um, learning in the future if yeah, the exam I pass. So like you say, um, um, so yeah, pretty much um, happy this program with you guys um, to learn a lot of things, I hopefully. That's all. All right. Thank you very much, Ms. Astor and Leila. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you. Nice to this is the first time like I heard about you guys. Uh, Astor, she just called me right now and told me, like, do you want to join to this class? And I say, okay, I was speaking my kids from school. Mm -hmm. And I'm like uh, trying to study to pass my license insurance. I had a license insurance before, but it, it is expired, I guess. Um, like I'm um, like updating it, like taking the educational courses, mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm in I'm in Maryland. I have two kids. Mm -hmm. Um, very ambitious. I want to change my life and help others to change their life as well. Um, willing to study and uh, to make my life better every day, every every time. I'm from Eritrea, okay. um, Ethiopia. Maybe you guys know Ethiopia. We am a neighbor of Ethiopia. Is Eritrea. Mm -hmm. yeah where i'm i'm excited this is my first time i thought yeah it's gonna be a good day know you guys better all right so and thank so, you for the opportunity as well you are welcome uh Layla. so welcome again Layla, miss esther and um rebecca uh from three different states uh three different backgrounds but we're all united uh, in one thing that I just want to pass our exam and want to help people, right? So you are in the right place at the right time. All right. So here's the layout um, for the training, right? First thing we're going to do is um, here, I'm going to share with you guys some, I'm, I'm going to share with you guys some, some, um, some study tips, all right? Because uh, the thing is, you have people going about studying the wrong way. When I mean the wrong way, um, when you're studying uh, by show of hands, right? Um, I know Rebecca is excluded, you know, cause she, uh, you know, uh, she, she started with us long time ago, but um, between two of you, right? Um, Have you guys used your state exam outline to study? No. Uh, what about you, Layla? Uh, what What was the question? Your, 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 your state life insurance exam outline, and have you used that to study? Oh, online? Have you studied online? No, no, your, your state life insurance exam outline. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, honestly, I had my life insurance before two years ago. I passed the insurance, but I have to update it because I haven't used it. So I'm taking the like um, the educational courses that I have to take. Mm -hmm. So that, um, I mean, if I answer your question, I don't know. Oh, you don't know. Okay, no, that's a, so, so the reason I ask is most students, when you're studying, they don't even know that there is an outline for for their exam, right? They don't even know that um, 
that everything that will be on your exam is already outlined, right? So let me show you guys. Um, um, let me show you something, right? So um, let's let's look here at at, at Washington DC. So you just go to Google, google.com, we'll type here um, Washington, Washington DC or already come up, life insurance exam outline, right? So you click on this, this is the Washington DC life insurance exam outline. So this will tell you every single thing that will be on your insurance exam on your Washington DC insurance exam. So if you count all of these, it comes to about a total of 105 topics that will be on your insurance exam. Now, for example, um, for traditional whole life, right? It tells you that you just have ordinary whole life and limited pay and single premium um, um, life uh, on the whole life, right? So if you know that, there's no reason to waste your time to go and learn um, you know, all of the other types of life, um, whole life, right? Because you know this is what will be on your exam. So the good thing about using your exam outline to study is that it, it kind of saves you a lot of time and you can only focus on what will be on your exam, right? For example, here for term insurance, there's nothing here on increasing term insurance, right? For Washington, D.C. So there's no need to waste of time to learn about increasing term insurance, right? So the reason I say this is, um, you know, the, the, the average pass rate for the exam for the life insurance exam, the average national pass rate is 48%, right? So only 48% of people who take their life insurance exam will, you know, will pass it the first time. When you add the second time, first and second time, that goes up to 56%, right? So you still got 50% um, of people will still fill the exam. Why? Because most people are not studying according to the exam outline, right? You're studying too much uh, you know, you're studying more information than you need. This is what makes our courses unique because each of our course is based on the on your uh, state insurance exam outline. So you don't have to waste your time learning something that would not be on your exam. Again, not to um, talk down on the other providers like Excel Solution or Kaplan, but most of their uh, all their courses are not like that, it's like a one size fit all for the general, right? So, so if you, you know if you, for whatever reason, do not um, get our course, that's fine. But if you're going to study on your own, I highly recommend that you use your state exam outline and just go step by step. Ask yourself, do I know everything about ordinary whole life? Do I know everything about limited pay? You know, uh, all of these things, right? All of these topics, all 105, will be on your exam, all right? So um, that's the first thing for the exam. So you want to review your state's exam outline. Uh, the other thing is you want to schedule your exam before you start studying. Why do you want to schedule your exam before you start studying? Because human beings, by nature, procrastinate, right? You say, oh, uh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to you know take my exam tomorrow. Tomorrow turns six months later. You're still not taking your exam. So what we recommend to students is you want to um, schedule your exam in advance, have a date, and you also want to 
um, commit to a fixed study schedule. So the same way you have scheduled to work, right? Hey, I got to work from nine to five. Also have study schedule, even if it's one hour a day or two hours a day, okay. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to study from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Have it as part of your schedule and stick to it. And then you want to have an accountability partner. So those are the things that we recommend um, before you can start to study. Now, during your study, we have a very innovative strategy. It's called the T80S20 strategy. What does that mean? That means you're going to spend 80% of your time doing practice questions after practice questions after practice questions, right? And 20% of your time learning core concepts because on every exam, there'll be core concepts you have to learn. For example, a core concept that will be 100% guaranteed on your exam will be the difference between stock and mutual companies, right? So you, you have to know that before you go and learn something about, let's say, modified endowment contract. Modified endowment contract may or may not be on your exam, but stock and mutual 100% guarantee will be on your exam, right? So that's how we structure our course. And that's, what, that's how we recommend people study. 80% of your time spent doing practice questions after practice questions. And we have 2,100 practice questions, 2,100. The closest is uh, Kaplan with 1,300, right? No one, no, no, uh, none of the other providers come close. So you want to spend your time doing questions, questions, and learning core concepts. Now, if you are gonna use our course, then we recommend scoring at least 80% on two of our simulator exams, right? So we have three simulator exams. If you score 80% on two of those, uh, that tells you that you're ready uh, to pass your test. And last but not the least, you wanna get at least seven hours of sleep the night before your exam. Very, among everything I just said here, the most important is sleep because your brain operates like a computer, right? If you keep your computer on the entire day, right? It's on. You're gonna notice that it's, it's gonna slow down, right? So it's the same thing with your brain. The, the night before your exam, please, please do not stay up all night. Do not get one, two hours of sleep. Please get at least seven hours of sleep. Because if you don't, what happens is you, you will not be alert, you will not be alert and um, you know, you're gonna have a brain freeze. And most of what you study, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna forget, it's gonna be a blackout. So that's what we recommend for students. I'll stop here. Um, any questions so far? No. Any questions, concerns? All right. No. So now we're gonna, uh, we're gonna move in here so the next part, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break soon, but I just want to cover this part here. Uh, it's very important. Now, uh, on, on your test, uh, you have good news. Your tests will be all multiple choice, which is great. You don't have to write any. Uh, you know, there's no need to do any essay or, you know, short answer. It's all multiple choice. So that is good. On your exam, what you want to do is you want to um, eliminate your answer choices, right? Because you have 
uh, most of the time, with the exception of true or false, which a very few, less than 5% of the exam will be true or false. But you want to, um, what you want to do is you want to eliminate at least one of the answer choices. If you eliminate one of the answer choices, you just increase your chances of getting the right answer by what, 33%. If you eliminate two, you just increase your, your chances of getting the uh, right answer by 50%, right? So you won't you won't know you won't know every single um, question off the top of your head, but at a bare minimum, be able to eliminate at least one answer choice, right? Before you answer. Next thing is time management. This is very important. You can know the material very well, but if you don't know how to manage your time, you're going to end up running out of time and you're going to end up filling your exam, right? So very important, do not spend more than one minute on any question. Very important on your exam, no more than one minute on any single question. If you don't know the question, mark it for review. It gives you that option to mark for review and move on. So I'll, I'll, I'll um, let, me let me show you how the exam works, right? So usually on the exam, it starts something like this, right? Um, so, uh, I don't know if you guys can see this, yeah, you can see the red line, right? So, so yeah. usually start something like this. So, so in the beginning, uh, let me, let me erase that and go on a blank page here. Maybe just, uh, let's, let's do this on this side. Okay. So. All right, so on your exam, you're gonna have something like this. My drawing is not too good, but you'll kind of get a point. So in the first 30 minutes or so, you're gonna get the easiest questions usually, right? And this is across all, all states. You, you usually get the um, um, easiest questions in the first 30 minutes of the exam. So those, those questions you want to answer, like, you know, some of them, you can read them within 30 minutes, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, answer them, boom, boom, boom. Now, as the exam progresses, you know, um, the questions will get a little more difficult. You see right here? So, so the difficulty starts to increase, the level of difficulty. So yeah, you know, 30 minutes to, um, you know, like 45 minutes, you no. Know, uh, is uh, not medium, right? So, so those questions, some of them you have to read at least two times, analyze and stop this, those questions get. And then halfway through the exam, boom, for like 20 to 30 minutes of the exam, those will be when they'll bring the most difficult questions, right? And then as time goes on, as you get closer towards the end, it gets, it gets easier and easier again. The reason it's important to know this is the mistake people make is that is that when it when they get up here, right, to the that 30 minutes section of the exam where the, those questions are very difficult, what they do is they end up spending too much time here. They'll spend like maybe you know one one minute, 30 seconds, or two minutes on one question. 
you spend so much time on the difficult questions and more than likely you're going to get half of those difficult questions wrong anyway, right? So they spend so much time here and then towards the end part of the exam, when the exam starts to get easy again, they run out of time and they end up failing the exam. This is why it comes back to what we said, do not spend more than one minute on any question because uh, on your exam, you have some questions that will be test questions, right? Uh, no, there'll be um, um, uh, pre-test questions. So those will not count towards your score, but it, you know, those, are, those are trial questions. So before they can um, add a question on the exam, you no, know, they'll, they'll usually test that out you know, over a couple of months, right? So they're gonna put it here. If let's say 40% of students feel that question, then they're not gonna put it on the exam, right? But let's say if 60 or 70% of students pass, then they'll put it on the exam. So those are trial questions. Those questions sometimes tend to be very difficult. It won't count towards your score, but people don't know and you're spending you know, two, three minutes on one question trying to figure it out. If you don't know it, mark it for review, move on. Do not spend more than one minute on any question. Um, any questions, comments so far? No. Okay. So, so these are just, uh, these are just uh, test taking um, you know, strategies uh, that will also help you. So mark it for review, move on. Now, the other thing is, and as I've heard this all the times, right? Uh, oh man, I, I, I got the right answer, but man, I was stupid, stupid me, I changed it. Always go with your gut instinct. Usually, not always, but the majority of the time, your first answer turns out to be right. So do not change your answers unless you're 100% sure. Now, I see this all the time. Towards the end part of the exam, students go back and they start changing all their answers. And if you are supposed to get 72, because you went back and changed all your answers, you end up getting you know, 65 or 68%, right? So whatever your instinct, you know, whatever you guess on the first try, do not change it unless you're 100% positive that you made a mistake. But do not change your answers because most of the time people will change from right answer to wrong answer. So those are just, uh, those are some test taking strategies uh, you know, that will help you to pass your exam. Um, any questions on that so far? Um, Leila, you are away. I don't know if you, Grab what you, you got, what we said. Yeah, yeah. I was hearing everything. Okay, perfect. Thank right. you. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to take a break soon, guys. Uh, we're just, we're, the next thing we're going to go into is, um, uh, the next thing we're going to go into is, 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 is the types of questions on your exam, right? So as I said, your exam will be all multiple choice, which is good. So even if you have no clue what the answer is, if you if you guess, you have a 25% chance of getting the right answer, right? So, so when you take it from that, uh, it's, it's very easy. Now, um, there are some types, you know, there are types of questions that will come on your exam and you need to know how to answer these uh, types of questions, like exactly what you're expecting, how to structure it. So the first type of question that will be on your exam, but this one, you won't see that many, you know, 
five, you know, usually less than 5% um, of your exam will be true or false, right? So, so these are usually the easiest and we'll just have um, um, A and B. So, you know, with true or false, you, you know, you have a 50% chance of getting the right answer, right? It's, you know, so it's true or false, right? So for example, now let's do this. Um, dogs have four legs. Okay, well, I know dogs have four legs. So answer is true. Very easy, right? Uh, true or false question. All trees have roots. Of course, true, right? So, so these types of questions are very easy, true or false questions. Now, on your exam, the, uh, the, the next type of question, which is a little, not difficult, but not as easy as um, true or false, you are filling a blank, right? So it'll be like blank, you know, is, let's say blank is considered man's best friend, right? So these kind of questions, again, they're not super, super easy. Usually you get these kind of questions towards, you know, like the first 30 minutes of the exam or the last 30 minutes of the exam, right? So, you no, know, uh, you know, so with these ones, again, you just um, eliminate. Hmm. I've always heard that, um, you no, know, dog is a man's best friend. Okay, dog, cat, mm, I'm not sure, bird, chicken, I guess A, right? So again, you want to eliminate. Another thing I forgot to add here, when you're doing the exam, please, and, and, and Rebecca, I know this is something we, we talked about in the past when we're um, doing training. Read the questions, right? Read, read the question with all the answer choices, right? Just read the question with all the answer choices because sometimes you can have more than right, more than one right answer, but what they're looking for is the most correct answer. And as you know, we're going to do some practice questions um, when we come back from our break, so you guys will see that. So, so sometimes you read a question and then a a appears to be right, you'll be like, oh, A is right, boom. But you then read B, C, and D, right? And you end up getting the wrong answer, right? Uh, you know, you, you end up getting it wrong. So always read the answer. So you have fill in the blank. Now, the next type of question they have on the exam is K-shaped questions. Now, this is where uh, uh, this gets a little more difficult, right? You see these kind of questions usually towards, you know, like the 45-minute mark, usually, you know, because most takes exams will be at least two hours, some of them up to two hours, 30 minutes, right? So you're gonna see this around like mm, between at least 30 minute mark, you know, uh, on your exam. So these are called K-shaped questions. So you're gonna have something like this. Um, let's take this question, for example, which one of the following features do all cars have in common? Then you have, um, um, you know, the rumor numeral, one, so horn, two, steering wheel, three, tires, four, flap runs. Now, on your exam, um, again, these are just test-taking strategies because you can know the material, but if you don't know the strategies, you end up getting, you know, your chances of, of passing will be decreased. So you got to know both the strategy and um, the content, right? And again, we'll, we'll, we'll get to... Um, the content will come back from our break, but these are just strategies. On your exam, if you've not heard of it, do not pick it, right? So 
you know, do not choose it. So in this case, hmm, okay, I drive a car. I know, yes, uh, all cars have phones. Yeah, I know all cars have steering wheels. Okay, I know all cars have tires, but flaperons, what the hell is flaperons? Hmm, okay, should I select flaperon? No, don't. <laughs> because if you study and you didn't come across it, chances are it's probably the wrong answer, right? So if you've not heard of it, if you've never come across it, especially if you take our training, because we cover all 105, you know, some states have one up to 130 topics on your exam, right? So we go through every single thing. So if you go through our course from A to Z and you then come across a, a certain term, you then remember certain things or you then remember come across it, do not select it on your exam. And we see people do that all the time. They'll be like, ah, I've never heard about this. So maybe it's right. So I'll pick it. No, if you've not heard about it, it's probably wrong. <laughs> right? So don't pick it. Uh, so in this case here, yeah, uh, the correct answer will be horn, steering wheel, and tires. Because we know all cars have these three flap runs. I don't know what that is. Right? But I've not heard about it. So I'm not going to pick it. So A will say one. Hmm. Yeah, um, horn is correct, right? But this is asking which one of the following features do all cars have in common? So they want all of the features, right? So yes, is horn correct? Yeah, but steering wheel and tires are correct too. So so yeah, A is correct, but it's not the most correct answer. Remember on the exam, they're looking for the most correct answer. So B, um, steering wheel. Yeah, a car has steering wheel, but it also has tires and horns. C um, says, um, you know, steering wheel, that's two tires and flaperons. Jeez, I've never, I don't even know, I've not heard about flaperons. I don't know what that is. So no, I'm not going to select that. D, horn, steering wheel, and tires, right? One, two, and three. Yes, I know because I drive, I know a car has, so the answer must be D. Any questions? Questions, comments? No. No questions? Yeah. How are you guys feeling so far about, you know, uh, uh, you know these, these strategies? That's nice. Yeah, I like it. So. Okay. So, 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 so the K-shaped questions, and we're going to go into some other K-shaped questions. But, but this is the straightforward K-shaped question, which is difficult, but it's not the most difficult, right? Uh, so this is uh, you know, just straightforward question. Now, the other type of K-shaped question that it starts to get tricky is the word except, right? And and I know uh, this is something I used yeah. to... <laughs> <laughs> I used to trip uh, Rebecca up all the time, except, except. So it gets tricky. So now... Me too. Yeah, for test purposes, right? Except, just know that the word except means opposite. Okay. So when you see except, just put there. Uh, let me annotate here. Um. So if you see this word except, just know that it is equal to opposite. Okay. So except, just know that it's equal to 
opposite. So in, in order to get these kind of questions right, you first of all have to know what um, what the um, correct answer is and just find the opposite of that. So let's let's get back um, to this again. We're still on key shape questions. All cars have all of the following features except. So what you got to do first is find the features that cars have, and then just the opposite. So the the, the features that cars don't have. Again, when you see except, just no opposite, right? So we said in the previous example, all cars have horns, all cars have steering wheel, all cars have tires. But we know that cars do not have flap runs, or I mean, I've not heard of a car having flap runs. So what is the, all cars have which feature? Horns, steering wheel and stuff, except opposite. So we know that the correct answer will be flap runs because cars do not have flap runs. They have all these three. So we're finding the opposite. They may say, um, which one of the following is not a feature of a car, right? So instead of uh, except, they may have not. Which one of the following is not a feature uh, of a car? Again, we're finding the opposite. So you take, you know the features of the cars and then you just find the opposite, you know, meaning the ones that are not features. So in this case, the correct answer here will be D because D will just be Roman number four, which will be flap runs. Any, any questions? Questions, comments? No. Right. So, so this is K-shaped question with, um, with the word except. So now let's let's you know we're still on K shape questions. Now, uh, you know, we're going to, in my opinion, uh, the one I believe is uh oh, I just uh just stop and screen share. Let's go back here. All right. So in my opinion, we're going to go to what I think is the most difficult type of question and. And for your exam, you have to understand something, right? The more difficult a question is, you know, the, um, you know, the more weight you know, that question carries towards you know, or counts towards your score, right? Because the, the exam is weighted. So let's say if you have a true or false question, maybe that true or false question may count as half a point, right? Because it's very easy. But if you have like um, this kind of K-shaped question, maybe instead of counting for half a point, maybe you'll count for two points. So you can fill four true or false questions. They will be um, um, equivalent to filling just one of these questions, right? And again, these K-shaped questions, you'll usually find them from the 30 minute mark, you know, you know, between 30 minutes to the, you know, in the exam to one hour, 30 minutes, right? Um, they'll, they'll usually not come in the first 30 minutes because, you know, again, the degree of difficulty, like that curve, right? So, so this is why you, you have to understand these questions because these questions carry more weight. So you want to pass as many of these um, questions as possible. So yeah, this, this question carries... Um, this question carries two negatives, not and accept. And when we do some of the practice questions, you're going to come across this. These, even for me, you know, and I know the material well, you know, 
because I teach it. Even for me, these questions are the ones I got to read two times. Like I have to stop and, you know, um, analyze them. So when you come across these kind of K-shaped questions, I highly, highly recommend. Don't rush through them, right? Again, you know, again, you don't want to go more than one minute. If you can't figure out, you can um, come back to them. But you want to read these questions, um, you know, if you can, at least two times. All right. So let's let's go through this together. All of the following are not features of cars except. So we said that not, again, not is a um, um, negative, right? But we say anytime we see except, it means opposite. So what we do, uh, this is the diagram of answering these kinds of questions. So first thing you want to do, um, the first thing you 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 the first thing you want to do here is you want to always divide these type of um, type of questions, right? You have two parts. The first part um, is before the word except, and the other part again. Remember, except is equal to opposite. Opposite. So what we're going to do is we're going to find the answer for the first part of the question and just pick the exact opposite would be the correct answer. So which of the following are not features of a car? So what are not features of car? Um, we know flap around, you know, we already went over this. Flap arounds are not features of cars, right? But this question is saying all of the following are not features of cars except, so we know that this, is not a feature of a car, but it has to worry except. So if this just said all of the following, uh, which of the following is not feature of a, of a car, then the correct answer will be, um, no, the correct answer will just be number four, right? But it's saying all of the following are features of a, of not features of cars except. So now we're looking for the opposite. So we know that flap run is not a feature of a car. So now we X this out. We're looking for the opposite, which is not a feature of a car. The opposite of not a feature of a car is what? Feature of a car, right? So now we know horn, steering wheel, and tires are features of cars. So correct answer has to be one, two, and three, um, which will be D, one, two, and three. Questions, comments? Uh, now, Miss yeah, uh, uh, Astor? Yeah. It's clear. Yeah. I yeah. understand. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Clear. All right. No question. And how are you feeling so far about this? Uh, it's good because all the time I did mistake or that. So I'm glad I know more now. So it's good. Okay. Okay. Can I add something on this? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it just um it always helped me and it might help you guys. So mm -hmm. I always take those questions not and accept is like not is is a negative. Like in mm -hmm. numbers in math side is negative, right? Mm -hmm. And accept is a negative. So I do that negative when you two negatives come together, it comes positive. So easy way when I have to think it over, like because for me, it's always like confusing. So mm -hmm. like what is better to think like the positive, the answer is gonna be the positive. So mm -hmm. it's gonna be horn, steering wheel, and tires. 
It might help you. That's what I want to share. Oh, good. Hey, uh, and, and you see, so that's the advantage of doing these um, group studies, right? Um, because now other people can, um, you know, uh, bring different ideas or add. So yeah, that's something I didn't even think about. But if you if you take that like in math, like we're learning elementary school, well, was it elementary or middle school? I forgot. <laughs> but to, to learn that uh, you know, negative plus negative because equals, equals positive, right? So uh, yeah, so that's another way to think about it. So if you got two negatives, then uh, you know it'll, it'll equal positive. So you're looking. Well, a positive just means true, right? So you're looking for what is true. Uh, Rebecca? Yes. Comments, questions? No, this makes it so much more easier because these were definitely one of the ones. And when I had came in on the mm -hmm. uh, study program, this mm -hmm. part of it wasn't shown to me. So this makes it so much more clear. And now uh, with this added benefit of the two negatives equals a positive, mm -hmm. that makes much more sense as well. So thank you. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah. And and thank you very much, Leda. That was a very um, good suggestion. So yeah. And, and these are the types of questions that really trip students up uh, on the exam all the time. Uh, these 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 case shape questions. All right. So let's move on here to our wait, next. Wait, let me give me just okay. one. I am writing all of this down so I could make sure. One, four, one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. All right. So let's uh, move here to the next one. Erase all of this. All right. So now, um, you no, know, we're we're still on negatives, right? So when you have a straightforward question like in the positive, those are easy. Um, which one of the following statements is true? Very easy, right? Because most of the uh, tests we took in school, whether it's in college or in elementary, high school, or whatever, middle school, they're all most of the time they're all straightforward questions, right? So so our brain has been programmed to answer questions, you know, like straightforward positive questions. Uh, which one of the following statements is true? You know, which one of the following um, uh, uh, is a true statement? So we know, but when it's negative, then you, your 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 brain has to do a little more, you know. Um, analyzing, you got to go like, oh, okay, so I need to find a positive statement and then find it, you know, find the opposite. Because when you're studying, what you're studying is you're studying two statements, right? Uh, oh, um, all of these are features of a uh, car, so the features of a car, horn, steering wheel, but now on the exam, they're asking, okay, which of the following is not? Because when we are studying, we always study in positives. That's why the questions that have negative uh, tend to be more confusing because now you have to do backflips. You know, what you learn, take that and you know, do the opposite, right? So all of the following are not features of a car except. So the, the difference between this and this question here, the only difference is this um, um, does not have a K shape, right? So this is straight, just um, A, B, C, D. You know, it doesn't have this um, Roman numeral. Because these ones tend to be more difficult. Why are they difficult? Because they have 
uh, combination, right? It's not just A, B, C, D, right? Like, oh, okay, it could be either one, it could be one or two, it could be three, three or four. So it's, you know, you have so many more options, uh, you know, or so many more chances to get it wrong versus if it's a question like this, it's just four options, right? So you know that you have a 25% chance. So all of the following are not features of a car, except, again, uh, you know, to borrow Leila's um, you know, uh, strategy, take two negatives, um, two negatives equals uh, one part, you no, know, equals a positive, right? So we're looking here for the positive statement, which is features of a car. So which of the following is a feature of a car? Well, we know that horn, right? A car has a horn, yeah, uh, all of us know that. And, and we also know a car has a steering wheel, but if you on the exam, again, it comes back, read every single question with all the answer choice. So you say, which of the following are not features of a car, right? Or all of the following are features of a car, except then you see horn. Oh, of course, horn is the correct answer. Boom, click A and go to the next one. No, yes, A is correct, but it's not the most correct because this is asking for all of the following no, so it's not just one, it's looking for the most correct answer. So the most correct answer will be C, which will be horn and steering wheel. But if you just look at option number one and don't read all the other options, you're gonna pick A when the correct answer is C, which is both horn and steering wheel, um, A and B. Understood comments, questions? Makes sense. All right, so now, uh, so, so the, these are again these are questions with um, two negatives, uh, or this one is just a question of one negative. Which one of the following is not a feature of a car, right? So this doesn't have any K shape. It's pretty straightforward, right? So we just take you know again the opposite. So which one of these is not again? You've never heard of of flaperons. I've never heard of of flaperons. I don't know what they are, but I know definitely horn. It's a feature of a car. Steering wheel is a feature of a car. Tire is a feature of a car. Flap run, I have no idea, so I'll, I'll select flap runs, right? So correct answer here would be D. All right. Now, the other type of question you have is a straightforward um, no, question. It has no negative, and that's what we studied for. So these questions tend to, next to um, um, true or false, uh, these ones tend to be very straightforward, easy, right? So which one of the following animals is considered man's best friend? Huh? Uh, we know that man's best friend is the dog, right? Now, if you if you select chicken, uh, you can select cat and you can get a wolf. But if you select chicken, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody knows a man's best friend is a dog, right? Uh, so, so that's it. So again, these are more straightforward questions. Which statement is true about dogs? No, they are newborn or called kittens. No, they fly. No, they have they have four legs. Yeah. So C is the correct answer. But even though I know dogs have four legs, but I still will read um, option D because maybe option D could be more correct than option C. No, dogs do they lay eggs? No. So correct answer is C. Um, so, so with that said, yeah, we're gonna take a break. So um, again, what we've covered so far, we went over our introduction. So I introduced Minzo Pass to you guys, introduced myself, you, got, uh, you guys introduced yourself. 
um, and we you know, and went over test-taking strategies and the different types of questions. But before we go on break, um, any questions, comments? Questions, comments, suggestions? Um, honestly, the only thing for me, and I don't know if this happens to anybody when I do take the test and we start to get to almost the end of it, for me, the words start to go in with each other. They start to, like, it just gets too... Um, I don't know. And it's, I don't know if I am during the test able to take a break or I have to wait for the time to be up. You know, that's one of the things that I noticed for me um, that has been happening. So, so, so I'm trying to understand you say the words, what do you mean the words go? So uh, I'm trying to think of some, you know, what? I don't know. Um, let's see if I took pictures of the, there'll be like the, the last one that you had, you know, all of the following statements are not true except for, and then mm -hmm. when you have two or three of those back to back, in the mm -hmm. test and they're almost at the end of the test mm -hmm. they just the words start to go in with each other like I couldn't um figure out you know I just I'm like I need a break I need to walk away because it was just it, it gets to be too much so I'm hoping and I'm thinking with this breaking it up you know because no, I was all, I don't know no, if that makes sense no no and I and I understand exactly um what you're saying and and let me let me go back to that. And it, it's, it's good you brought that up, right? So uh, so this is what happens. Like and that one right there, that last one. And when you have three, four, 10 back to back, or, you know, 10 like that with one true, false in between. Oh my God, I'm like, by the sixth one, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know what I'm reading. <laughs> so, so, so pretty much on the exam, yeah, and, and they're going to do that sometimes, you know, to, to trip you up, right? So so this is something similar. So you see how this first question, which one of the following features do all cars have in common, right? So correct answer is um, horn, steering wheel, tires, which would be D, right? So, okay. But now the next question comes up, cars have all of the following features except, and you still have the same option, you know, the same um, answer choices, right? Nothing mm -hmm. has changed. The only thing that changed is the wording of the question. So this trips you up, like, hold up. This question, I just saw the same thing, horns, steering wheel, tires, flap runs, no. Um, and this question is the same thing, horns, steering wheel, tires, flap run. And it's the, oh my God, this is, but no, yeah, it's different because this one talked about which of the following features do all cars have in common. And this is asking for which features the cars not have. Right. So so you may see it. And if you don't really read and analyze, you'd be like, hold on, this is the same question. Why? You know, uh, I'm not sure if this is what you're referring to. Yeah. But but sometimes to have the same um, content, like the same answer choices, like you may have horns, steering wheel, tires, slap runs, three questions back to back. And it makes it confusing. That's why I say when it comes to these K-shaped questions, you want to really slow down and analyze them because hands down, these are the most difficult types of questions on the exam. So would you suggest if the words start to get too much and I'm not able to really break it down, just move on to the next question? Perfect. Back? Okay. You're, you're, you're always, no, you're always better off if you, if you can't figure out now, what I recommend is always guess, you no, know, guess the answer, select an answer, guess 
but mark it for review, right? Okay. If you mark for review, sometimes, you no, know, uh, depending on your time management, you may finish and you still have 10 minutes left or 15 right. minutes left. You can go back over those questions that you um, mark for review. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that was a good point you brought up. All right. Um, any any other questions, comments? No questions. All right. So let's let's take a thirty minute break, guys. Uh, we'll be back. Um, uh, Rebecca, you're on West Coast time, but let's be back in thirty minutes. So we'll be back at um five. Let's just five ten um eastern time so uh, yeah yeah um, 5 10 p.m so same link everything and i'll see you guys in about 30 minutes all right, all right. okay Bye. okay okay welcome welcome to pass your life and health insurance exam podcast i'm your host here biko I'm very excited uh, to share with you guys something very, very new, but something that will benefit you. So effective today, today is March 22nd, right? So effective today, we're starting our free live webinar training. So I say free, right? F-R-E-E, -E, free, meaning you don't have to pay anything. So um, our free webinar uh, is going to be uh, once a week, uh, every Wednesday, um, for about between two to three hours, right? But you come and for this webinar, you're going to learn uh, test taking strategies. You're going to learn uh, core concepts, and you're going to also uh, get to test your knowledge to see how much you know. So it's very good. Uh, this is something we've been working on. So we've put that in our schedule. We've committed to it. Every Wednesday, um, we're going to have this webinar. So we have the link in the description. Uh, and that webinar is going to start pretty soon. Um, so this is just uh, an overview. Um, in the next few minutes, you're going to listen to part one of our webinar. Uh, so it's great. Again, it doesn't cost you anything. It's free. Uh, come and learn. And then if you want to sign up for this webinar, we have the link in the um, description here. So you just click that link. When you click that link, it's going to, uh, it's a link tree. So when you click that link, you select, um, live webinar. And then when you click that, you, uh, you put in, I mean, it's very simple. It takes two minutes or less. You put in your full name, your um, you you put in your email address, your phone number, and your state. That is it. You click register. When you register, is going to when you click register, it's going to send an email. So you got to go in your email and confirm your registration. Okay. Um, because sometimes people will, will register for other people. So that is to just make sure that you are the one who's registering. So when you click that, you gonna you got to go back to your email and click confirm registration. Once you do that, you're, you're going to um, receive the, the, um, 
the link for the webinar so it's something we're very excited about and also guys if you like this podcast please like comment subscribe we're everywhere we're on youtube we're on TikTok. we're on instagram we're on uh facebook we're on linkedin i mean we are we're on twitter we're everywhere so if you like um what we are doing if now follow us on all those other social media platforms share uh with us because we're trying to grow this but it's very exciting and um as we said last time by you listening to this podcast you have um a 50 percent discount off and um we have the discount code in the um in in the description so you can get 50 percent discount on any of our self-study courses another thing that is brand new is that effective today you will have the opportunity to um you have the opportunity to pre-purchase our courses or to purchase any of our self-study courses in advance so we're, we're working on coming up with um a, a lot more states but if you purchase that state in advance right if you pre-purchase that state in advance you know the course for that state in advance uh then instead of paying regular price you're going to get 70 percent discount off so let me just repeat that if you pre-purchase any of our courses you're going to receive 70 percent discount that's huge right 70 percent discount so we highly recommend it you could go to our website and you um and you scroll all the way to the bottom and we'll say pre-purchase self-study course and you're going to see the, the difference right uh the regular price is 165 dollars but if you pre-purchase the course right um then instead of paying 165 you end up just paying 49 dollars which is a 70 percent discount right so you will be saving yourself a lot of money if you purchase our courses in advance so check that out on our website again we have the link tree for all our sites whether it's our websites um social media we have all of that in the description so click that all right and again as usual if you have any questions guys if you have any questions uh you can reach out to us anytime here and uh, let me give you our phone number again i'll include our phone number in the description but our phone number here is 202 um 202-979-8889 again our phone number is 202-979-8889 all right so you can call us during business hours if you if you're having any um technical issues whether you're trying to register for the webinar uh, and you're not receiving the link uh, or just any questions you have uh, we have our um, customer service representatives available they're on standby 
to help you with any um, problem or concern you may have. All right. So that number again is 202-979-8889. And you can also email us. We have the email in the description. So without further um, explanation or wasting your time, uh, I'm going to stop here and I'm going to play. Uh, I'm going to have you listen to the recording for our live webinar. See you in the recording.